to Digital Love. Welcome to the three-way. Yes. I, yeah. Thanks, Nick. This is a very special three-way. First three-way. Yeah, man. We're, we're opening up our relationship. Mm-hmm. We're already breaking problems here. We're making eye contact. We're getting exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you can't can't make eye contact with me. This isn't cool. <laughs> well, hello then, Amanda. Hi, Nick. On today's show, because today's special, normally it's about games, you and I, nostalgia, but this one's a little bit weird. Because I don't have a whole long history with this one, but oddly enough, this game has made a special place in my heart, and I know it's definitely done it for you, Nick. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So here's the deal is I'll start this all off. The reason we're doing a three-way is because I was trying to convince Amanda to play Monster Hunter, or really Dark Souls-y type games, and you, Nick, somehow were able to convince her. You did it. I didn't do it. You did I honestly can't recall what did it. I just remember all three of us talking and it ended up happening. It I mean, might have been because I was making Epion. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but you guys were just talking about Monster Hunter and I just, the first time you guys played it, I really had no interest. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, maybe I'll give it a try. And then all of a sudden it just showed up in my Steam. <laughs> well, you kind of wanted it. <laughs> You kind of wanted it when we were playing World a long time ago. Correct, yes. But you didn't really get all into it. And I think because we were, I was playing on the, for whatever reason, I don't remember why, I decided to put my computer on my TV to play with you, to try that out. And in the course of that, I had you on chat with me and she would sit on the couch. And I guess like our, the fun we were having was infectious because we were laughing the whole time. We were doing our usual thing when we hunt a monster. Yeah, yeah. Fuck around and just hope it dies within the time limit. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. And I think that kind of fun just was infectious towards you because I got the feeling like you, as you sat there, the, you, come, you came back the next day, you were having fun just watching. Yeah. And then you eventually were like, I want to do this. I felt a part of the experience, a part of the part of the hunt. I was I was the uh, the co-pilot of the hunt, and I'm like, maybe I could just play this and just be a part of it. Part of the hunt, part of the crew, <laughs> yeah. part of the hunt, part of the crew, <laughs> part of the guild. <laughs> so the other thing is, is you bought it for her. I did. I bought her Rise, and spoiler alert: odds are I'm gonna end up buying at least one of you Sunbreak. I don't. I don't think that's gonna be a thing. Because now we're in it. You, yeah, you, we're you in You can it. try. <laughs> One of us is still working from home and has a rough idea of a release date. I actually don't. <laughs> I know so. it's June. I know it's somewhere around there. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's about have, it. They, the official date's not there. It is considered summer 2022, and the tentative is June. Oh, okay. So I want to start this off. Normally, we start off with, you know, the history, why it mattered to me as a youth, and look how much impact it had on my future of my games. But this game came late in our lives. It, it, I, I was 30, sir. Yeah, exactly. So what was, I guess a, that kind of makes it very clear. What was your first Monster Hunter game? So my very, very first Monster Hunter game was Monster Hunter 1 on my cousin's PS1. Oh, so you did actually play it? For all of like 15 minutes. Uh, I got, I can't remember the first monster. I think it's a Velocidrome, which is just the blue raptor, or that is the second monster. And I was just went like, haha. Yeah, this shit's too complicated. I'm going to go back to playing the N64. <laughs> See, I, I, I rented it from Blockbuster. <gasps> Ooh, that puts a date on you right there. Yeah, I'm old. Um, so I rented it, got it for so odd days or however long I got it for. A week went, usually. Yeah, it's yeah. usually a week or two weeks. Barely played it because quite frankly, I was really young and I was way too dumb for this game. Yep. <laughs> way too dumb. And... So that was my first time playing. And then I moved on and I 
kind of got back to it because of Dark Souls. I kind of got back into that style of play that everything is a challenge kind of brought back. And I tried it on Try on the Wii. Oh, yeah. And that was a fucking shit show. It was a dumpster yeah. fire. The, the controls sucked. Oh, they were awful. I couldn't control anything and you had to look. I get it. It's It was acceptable back then on the PS1 and the PS2 that you had to load into every area. Not every biome, but like every area of the biome. Yeah. I understood that. But once you got to the Wii generation, that wasn't acceptable anymore. Agreed. So that was painful. So I kind of barely played that. Maybe a few hours of it. Yeah. And when I'm done. And I don't know how I got into World. Like, I don't... I bought it. I know I bought it. And then returned the game. Because I was playing by myself. And I, it just didn't play out well for me. Hmm. When it first came out. But then something happened. And I started playing it more. Did I convince myself to get it again and bring you in? Is that what happened? You did convince... you. I always wanted to try the Monster Hunter series. But I was always hesitant. And when it came out for PC, I'm like, at some point, I'm going to get this game. Like, I wishlisted it. It sat there from release until you got it for me. Oh. It's because it's one of those pipe dream games for me, right? I must have seen it on your wishlist. That's then. exactly what it had to have been because you've done that three times now. <laughs> well, that's what I do. I go, yeah. I want to play a game. Oh, it's on Nick's wishlist. We're going to play it together. <laughs> <laughs> and it works every time. Every single time. <laughs> so, all right. So, that's our, that's our first foray into it. Now that we've, I guess it really only puts us at playing really two Monster Hunter games. Solidly two Monster Hunter games. Okay, so out of the tools, let's just get this right out of the gate. Which one was your favorite? Rise, as much as I love it, it is base game right now. And I didn't really get, like, the world base game experience. Okay. Because everything from Iceborne, like Clutch Claw, was already there. And then they said, hey, here's your Defender gear. True. So... I got the X. I got the fast pass from Disneyland for Monster Hunter. Yeah, you and I started after Iceborne was there. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm gonna say Iceborne over World, just for those purposes to try and be accurate here. But I also have to pick that not because of a nostalgia factor, but like it was my first real deep dive into the game. Kind of like how, as much as I love everything with Pathfinder, there are very few things that are nostalgic and like, nope, that is that moment to me. Then when you brought me into Council of Thieves on that fucking caravan cart open in the desert sun. <laughs> that was brutal. I was a mean <laughs> bastard. Um, all right. Fair enough. So, yeah, I think you and I are in the same thing where we like Iceborne. You're right. I played at the same time you did. So I didn't play the base game. I jumped straight into Iceborne. So, okay. Fair enough. So there isn't a whole lot of nostalgia on this one, but I think it matters because it's got a whole lot of our style of play. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We we started off, I think we, obviously, we hang, hung out in college playing StarCraft 1. Yep. And then we ended up playing... Sins of a Solar Empire. I never played that others. one. Uh, Supreme Commander was another one. Supreme Commander, that was a big yep. one. I remember oh, that one. Law and Ethics class every week. <laughs> Did you actually retain anything in college other than how to make an ad hoc uh, network and play games? Yes, I learned the OSI model. Ah. Uh. Yes, that acronym. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's how all of us from that class remember it. That hung out with that. If you want to hear the, if you're an IT guy and you want to learn a good acronym to how to memorize the OSI model, join our Discord. I'll make sure I mention it to you. Yeah, it is horribly too inappropriate on on this one. <laughs> so in a three way, is it really though? Yeah, yeah, it's beyond it's that. Still beyond that. So now that we've talked about our history, we have this long, very short history. Yeah, it, yeah, but a deep love. Yes. Like, it's strong. The, the the love is strong. Yeah. When they announced Rise, 
I was extremely tempted to be like, I need a switch. I'm going to go get this console right now. And the only thing that held me back was until Metroid Dread. The only game I would get is Monster Hunter for it. And I'm like, that's not worth the 460 bucks. Yeah. And a lot of the other guys, mostly one or two other guys that we play with, would just play on the PC. They wouldn't really yeah, play they on the Switch. Yeah. Now, we got it on the Switch, Amanda. And we I. did. And it's funny because I actually originally tried to play it on the Switch and I couldn't get into it. It wasn't, it felt wrong. I don't yeah. know. It was just, it was weird. And I just, I played it for a little while and I kind of did like some of the missions and I went, no, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. There's a part of it. It also didn't have 60 frames per second. No keyboard and mouse. Yeah. What's that about? Hey, Amanda? hey, don't hate. Hey, I love keyboard and mouse. Uh, screw your controller setup. Controllers are for console plebs. Okay. Keyboard and mouse is PC master race and that's how it should be. <laughs> you can be a PC master race and still use a controller. It's just, it's game dependent. Like, I will laugh at any person that does it with Final Fantasy, but I still respect them because watching how they do healing by cycling through the party list so fast Ooh. when they can't just, you know, click or tab target real quick or alt tab target. It's extremely strange to me. Right. So You're don't get 14. me wrong. Yeah. Her, her playing on a keyboard and mouse is impressive to me, but I cannot wrap my brain around oh. the premise of it. Just like how when I was small, Nick, I could not wrap my brain around Monster Hunter 1. It's so strange because I got a buddy, a friend that plays Dark Souls mouse and keyboard, and I cannot understand it. Mm, I probably would. Fair enough. Well, if, I, if I ever actually ended up caving and playing Dark Souls, I'm sure I'd do it mouse and keyboard. Well, we'll talk about that at the end of this. Mm -hmm. As for now, so I, the base question we've got to ask is, obviously, Nick and I love this series. Did you actually enjoy Rise? Because you played a little bit of Monster Hunter World. And you felt bad that him and I were coming back from... Because we were in the middle of grinding in Rise, building up our ranks. Mm -hmm. And you felt bad about taking us away from that. And so you eventually just made the move over to Rise. And you just played all through Rise. You never really finished World. You kind of got through only like two stars, maybe. Did you like Rise as your first Monster Hunter game? So, basically, I played probably about two hours with the World. And... It wasn't that I felt bad that I was taking you guys away from Rise. It's that I felt bad that I was bringing you guys back to a game that you had utterly annihilated in almost every way. There was nothing left for you to do in World. Because you guys had played it a lot. Because you enjoyed say, it. I would never say I've dominated Rajang in Monster Hunter World. <laughs> well, either way, it just... It felt <laughs> like... For later, sir? <laughs> it felt like I was just sort of like pulling you guys back to something that you had already gotten the experience out of. So I was like, okay, well... Why not go to a game that is a new experience for everybody? Like, let's all experience it together. So I did. I switched over to Rise. And honestly, I I did enjoy it. There was things that I enjoyed about World in the two hours that I played it that I kind of missed in Rise. But the experience like of, like, the vastness and the richness of the environment. Yeah, okay. I feel like Rise just kind of felt a little empty, I would say like it was yeah. there was an environment and it was there and it was something you could ride around in, but it still felt very closed in and it felt very it felt I, the way I describe it is arena. -y. Yeah. Am I, yeah, am I it wrong? Did. Like it feels like it feels like this is a area built to fight a monster, not an ecosystem with a monster. Correct. And 100% agree because we've had this conversation both with and without Amanda that world was made for the PS4 and PC. Yeah. And it was dense and large it was like the ancient forest is 15 zones yeah but it is. 
you also have such a massive z-axis of like four layers involving those zones at least three monsters and the sheer amount of endemic life that they've plunged into it that you capture with a net for simplicity of showing off in your house yep yep it just feels actually like world which is suitable to the title whereas rise was for the switch and we when we found out what the switch's rough specs were that gave us a entire light world of oh my god yeah okay this is why this is the way it is yeah and what i what i found interesting and I, you probably don't notice this yet but in monster hunter world i felt like every step you took there was an item you could pick up there oh was absolutely some type of bush uh, i also nut. felt like i could easily get lost in world like yeah. you guys oh, are yeah. running around like okay yeah we're gonna go fight pookie pookie okay it's like right over here and i'm like where did you guys go you went in some like ass backwards path or you're going up vines down mountains through tunnels down a hole and i'm like how the fuck did you get there like i literally don't know what path you took to get to the spot you're at <laughs> and it was so easy to get lost but it felt kind of cool still like i don't know so the interesting mechanical difference between world and rise is world has the clutch claw which mm. didn't exist in world it existed only in iceborne so they added a specific like clutch bug that you could target and it would just lift you straight up instead of having to climb the vines. Mm. Then they took it one step further with Rise and said, here's your wire bug. You're in tune with nature. Now you can just go up the mountain by shooting at it. Which was... And placing it where you want. Which, if I had that in World and Iceborne, I mean, I, A, still would play that game any day of the week, especially if she wants to go back to it. Oh, we're going back to it, I think. Yeah. Mm. But B, the challenge that I have to get to the top of Horfrost Reach... In Iceborne, <laughs> just to get the big ass jellyfish endemic life to put it in my room. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't caught the thing, and getting up there is a pain. If I had the wire bugs, it wouldn't be a challenge. But that challenge to do every time is so satisfying because I don't have it. Yeah, the wire bugs I think are both something I love and I hate. I hate the wire bugs. <laughs> I hate them. I hate trying to use them. I'm so bad at controlling it for whatever reason. Keyboard and mouse. maybe it's keyboard mouse. I don't know, but like I feel like. I don't know. I use the wire bug and I ended up going in a different direction than I intended or I don't use it in the way <laughs> that I wanted to. And I feel like in Rise, they really force you to use it. Oh, they absolutely do. Like, here's a mechanic. 100%. You got to use this or else you're going to suck. It's fundamental to the game. I think the only... I struggled with that concept. I struggled with you the idea. A lot, yeah. At the start, I struggled with the concept of... No, it's a... I kind of like it in the sense that it does this thing where... You have to use it for special attacks and you have to use it to save your ass. Mm-hmm. Which means you have risk versus reward of using it for a specific Yeah, because you only get two unless you pick up an extra Which one is, along the way. Yeah, and I love that. I really like that feeling of I can use this for attack or I can use this for defense, but I can't use it for both. The only time that screws me over is when I miscalculate and I go to do a silk bind attack and I f- re- don't realize that oh, fuck, I don't have one. Because yep. I miscalculated somewhere, or I've got, uh, is it Ice Blight? Yeah, Ice Blight is ice the one blight. that affects them. Yeah, it, it's Ice Blight, and I just go, oh, especially when Ice Blight, I don't realize I'm Ice Blighted. Well, because they're like, they're that nice light green, and then with the Ice Blight, they're that really pale blue where it kind of just bleeds together enough that if you're not paying enough attention to your status bar at the top, away from your wire bugs, you're not going to notice. Yes, yeah, ex- you're absolutely right. And I because think... I make that mistake all the time on oh, bow. I do it all. <laughs> the, on, oh yeah, bow must be real bad. Well, the upside is I get aerial aim, so I throw myself in the air both as a dodge and then shoot damage down at the creature. Is and then that slam a silk down. bind? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So I kind of get a two for one, but 
I don't pay attention enough to when I have Ice Blight. So I'm like, oh, it's Ice Blight. And I'm still in the world of, oh, that still affects my ability to do XYZ. No, it affects my wire bugs. And that is vastly worse for me. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. I don't know if you notice that or I, do you, you don't enjoy the wire bugs. Always. No, I don't. I, I honestly feel like I could enjoy the game with or without it, probably more without it. Cause then I'm not like, it feels like a resource that I have to pay attention to far too often. So I'm not sure what, I don't think you're going to like clutch claw. <laughs> probably not. Um, I want to say yes and no, cause she doesn't have to clutch claw. No, it is a purely optional mechanic in world and iceborne. That is true. They don't force well, you to use it. Just... Let me rephrase. It is purely optional in the fact of she doesn't have to do it if there's anyone else hunting with her, but it is purely optimal and enforced because if you want to get your weak points and get your max damage out, you have to weaken the monster parts by latching on and punching so it. That's what they do in iceborne. Now you don't have it's not so much a problem in the base game monsters, but mm -hmm. once you get to iceborne monsters, you know how when you hit them, there's like that's a weak spot, so you yep. get a critical on it, and it does like the orange numbers instead of the white numbers. Yep. In iceborne most monsters are all white unless you um, do your clutch call weaken that part of them and that becomes an opening. Yes mm -hmm. and no. So that is mostly correct. Yeah, there are I, other weak Yeah, points. I don't want to like fully correct you. So the part is still considered a weak point, but the chance to crit is drastically down. Yeah. Once you rip the part open and it's like, ah, it's a wounded or weakened or whatever the freaking thing is called. Yeah. Then you get your crits. And when you get your crits, you have your build where you don't lose sharpness, you don't lose sharpness, you're doing more damage because you're using exactly. multiplier. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It's also where they introduce the monster, wall the wall bangs. And so yeah. right now we mount in Rise, we do the monster mounting. Yeah. Do you enjoy that, by the way? You seem like panicked every single time. We yeah, it, it, honestly, because I, I don't expect it. I just go to attack and all of a sudden I'm riding a monster and I'm like, fuck, keys are different. What do I do? Like, I'm on this thing <laughs> and it just it confuses me and then I'm pretty terrible at it. So, I mean, I only usually get like one crash and then it just sort of falls over so in this one <laughs> in world what i really enjoy is you're not riding the monster in rise like we've we've commented it the monsters i don't fear the monsters in rise which but, i think is an unfortunate thing no they just feel like big pokemon you view i personally <laughs> i just look at rise and i'm like i'm master chief in halo 2 on the space station just being like, oh, the Covenant's attacking. I need a weapon. And then, lo and behold, Zenogre shows up while I'm fighting Magnamalo. Yeah, they, I just look at them and go, oh, yes, another weapon. I can put away my Switch Axe and go fight with the Toby Kodachi. Yeah, they're like Pokemon. You fight with the other ones and they fight each other. Yeah, whereas in World, because of the way the Clutch Claw works, your latch, it feels more like a rodeo. <laughs> you latch onto the monster and it's just flailing around and you're just trying to hold on to, to you know make it do something. And the steering is when you're trying to wall bang it, like basically steer it towards the wall and hit it against the wall. Yeah. It's far less controlled than in Rise. It's It feels very much um, like basically you latch onto the side of its face and you have to like blast it in the face to like turn it to the side. Yeah. And you turn it in only that one direction and then eventually you push a button and then you punch it forward and it goes and it aims forward. But it feels more like a rodeo. Like you're just on, on, along for the ride. That sounds chaotic. It is. It is. But, but it's the, awesome. The upside is that you can do a wall bang of a creature into another creature. Yeah. Which nice. then knocks them both down. Yeah. But then unlike in Rise where once you're done your ride, the one creature runs away. 
that is less likely to happen in world and then you still have two of them there until you either throw yeah. dung pods or one of them takes enough damage and Jesus. screws off. Yeah, so there's an entire tool that, you know, I'm sure you've seen poop in the map mm -hmm. and you pick up a dung pod. Those are useless in Rise. Oh, like, absolutely. But, I've never used it. No, but in world, you needed them because it wasn't uncommon for you to be sitting there fighting one monster and then another one would show up and you go, oh, fuck. And you've just got to throw poop at its face. Like, go away. We can't, we can't do this. Go away. Angry pickle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she hasn't met angry pickle. I have not. So now that we know that you enjoy it, you played the longsword for the entire run of Rise. Yeah, I did. Are there any other weapons that you're interested in trying? Honestly... So I kind of like dicked around at first in the like training arena or whatever the case is, because they give you one of every weapon in the beginning. So yeah. you can kind of try it out. And I tried a couple of them. I found that the hammer was kind of neat, yeah. like the spin and smash. It's an interesting mechanic. Um, hammer go bonk. I really, <laughs> really could not figure out the, um, oh my God, insect glaive. That just was like, it might as well be written in Chinese because I don't understand it at all. Um, but yeah, that yeah, there wasn't really anything I know else the concept. I don't know the execution. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing I think I want to try is ranged of some sort. I, I like the idea of the bow or like a light bow gun or, you know, something along those lines. It just feels like I have to kind of, I don't know, build up a set for it. And that's why I went long sword for most of it because I felt like it was, it was a good, like stable thing that I could get to end game with if I really wanted to. Yeah. And then if I wanted to try another weapon, I could use long sword to sort of build up what I needed for another sure. build. Yeah. That, and that's pretty much how it works. That's how I play the game. Yeah. When, I mean, you kind of have to in a fashion, right? Yeah. You, you have, have so many resources. Yeah. You have your main weapon and you use that to get what you need and what you want to be able to then branch out because there's bow is the best example of this. Not trying to be like, yeah, bow mains are best. Go bow mains as a bow main. No, but like <laughs> the stamina consumption that I have per shot plus dodging plus everything else that I want to do, I require a very specific build. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, so you want to try hammer or no, you want to try like boat gun. Yeah. And you know, it could just be, um, uh, I don't know, not jaded. It's not the word I'm thinking. Bias. Uh, bias. Yes, because I watch our other friend play <laughs> light bow god. And he wouldn't just be upset if we said utterly no. Hoss, no. rocket hoss, rocket hoss, just utterly annihilate everything. And I'm like, I want to do that, but also I will never be at the skill level that hoss is That's at. The like problem. this is never gonna happen. I have sat there. So we played world with with hoss. Yeah. Rocket hoss does raiding and. 14 with you that's how uh he does a lot in 14 with me he raids with a separate group but he is a high-end raider he's a high-end raider so this guy is a perfectionist in gaming and he understands games in a way that we don't like we're pretty good at games i've beaten dark souls i've beaten all those games that people go wow this route was a really difficult game i've beaten a lot of those and this guy puts me to shame yeah no every single time he will do the amount of damage in monster hunter our damage to co combined. Easy. Yes. Yeah, he'll do 50% of the party's damage on his own. He, yeah. His build is maximized for the damage, but he has the technical execution yes. with the knowledge of the monsters from multitudes of the games that we don't it's, to be able to then stack up and just go It's to more town. than that. Because like I, I took his build once. I went, I'm going to, I took exactly <laughs> everything that he everything. had. I copied everything. <laughs> oh, I time. remember this. That was an Iceborne. It was an Iceborne. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this out. See if it is just his build or not. Yeah. No. <laughs> 
No, it wasn't. He, he has terrible. a level of skill that is just beyond anything that I could comprehend. Yeah. So I, I don't compare myself to him. Don't compare yourself to him. Yeah, well. Um, I just compare myself with Nick and we're pretty neck and neck. So if you can even remotely get close to us, you're doing great because we're could probably you're getting there. Yeah, we're probably better than most people that we play online with, I think. To I give find. you an idea, in Iceborne and World, for those who don't know, we have vitality gems or decorations, whatever you feel like calling them. You get health boost level three, you get your extra 100 health, you eat, you get your cap to 200, you're happy. Yeah. Rise is slightly different because Rise, you have to go grab all the spirit I hate cards. that. Yeah. Yeah. We know people, like people that are known in the Monster Hunter world and not the game. The, the community world yeah, yeah. that don't they're like that's a crutch you shouldn't use that and then they cart three times oh wow man. so we yeah. we see the bane of doing business is if i have that i can take a hit yes yeah, yeah. it totally makes but sense Haas has reached the point of that's optional yes yeah he has. he's and he dies less than us i think we've got we've seen him die but it's like it was oh, once and he was twice, like yeah, yeah. he's that's crazy it. i love that guy um so you do you want to try world after this? Because obviously Nick and I keep talking, jerking off world in comparison to rise. Like we want the whole ball and dick in our mouths. Are you willing to go to try that out? It's slower. Um, it's both the same, but different. You know what? I, I enjoyed world for the time that I played it. Here's the only problem is I feel like I won't truly enjoy it until I get to Iceborne. Oh, for sure. Because at the beginning it's, they just hand everything to you because the game's been out so long that they're the idea is well just get through the first part of the game so you can go play with your friends you're absolutely right so there's like zero challenge so far because they give you a decent set of gear you don't have to craft anything for the first you know three quarters of the game yeah it's true so i don't feel like it's enjoyable yet it doesn't have the the main game loop which right. is kill yes. kill build kill build i just kill, feel build. like i'm just slogging through content just for the sake of getting through content and there's no point other than just to get to the end of the game which is unfortunate because i feel like there's a lot there that could be enjoyed if they let me enjoy it but when someone hands you like an op piece of gear and says okay you know what you you should use this but if you don't want to you don't have to and then you're like you know, grinding through early content, you're like, fuck, I just use that other piece of gear and just be done with this, right? Like, yeah. you almost feel like you kind of have to. There's like almost an obligation there because they give it to you. I don't know if they do this in Final Fantasy 14, but it kind of reminds me of WoW, where at the end of an expansion, like, you get a piece of gear that makes everything trivial. You get a piece of gear that makes everything trivial. Oh, absolutely. To catch everyone up to the new expansion. Kind of yes and no. So on average, your relic goes that far at the very end. Where it's like, yeah, your relics piss, but there's no new content coming out till the expansion. That's kind of how it goes. And yeah. on average, when you order pre-order your expansion, you get some form of item that gives you a 30% XP boost for the current level set. So you can get all your jobs up to max level easier. Got it. Okay. But I wouldn't call that breaking like I would the Defender set in World. It's not as bad. It's not as bad feeling. No. It, does, it doesn't ruin the game system, the cycle, the yeah. loop. Yeah. No. Not okay. at all. I'm still interested in playing like i do want to experience iceborne because you guys have talked it up and it sounds pretty freaking cool yeah. so i feel like i fear the monsters more in that one but maybe that's just experience maybe that's just now that it's another monster hunter game i i walk into this one going well i know everything oh look it's a pookie i know exactly what i need to do to fuck that thing up <laughs> so that speaking of the game being difficult and changing and how it's less scary what was everyone's toughest hunt the monster that 
always you feel like you cart more often. Honestly, it's any one of those motherfuckers that like bounces around and moves really fast, like Nargakuga or um, oh my gosh, Electro Dog, Zenogre, uh, or you know one of those because I find that I can never get their timing down, and they they move around so much that I get so little hits in on them. And especially with long story, when you're trying to build up your, whatever it is, the spirit the gauge, spirit gauge yeah. you know, you go to hit that last hit that you need to get the next level of spirit gauge and oh, they're gone. They're on the other side of the fucking map. And you're like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> but honestly, for some of the ones that you guys talked about being like these big, scary monsters, like uh Rajang or um, flamey lion bastard, Teostra, Teostra, like they don't, they didn't feel that scary. I, I don't feel like any of the elder dragons really felt that scary. Like Camellios or yeah. like the the other two dragons are the wind one and the... Kushala de Aura. Yeah, they just, they didn't feel that bad, actually. They were pretty manageable. That makes sense. I feel like if she does play world, it will be a similar but just different enough experience for her. Because you don't have a Z-axis of dodging anymore. Yeah, it'll be a huge difference. So out of all the monster hunters that you've, you know, all the monsters, both World and Rise, which one do you remember the most as the worst one? Okay, so I'm going to classify. Oh, I know this one. I already know it. <laughs> oh, I'm geez. classifying this in two separate portions. The toughest hunt for aggravation is a tie between Kushala Deora and Teostra. Uh, yeah, because, okay. I play, because I play range. Yeah, you play mainly bow. Yep. Yeah. I want in Rise. I want to do light bow gun and heavy bow gun, like I kind of did in World and Iceborne, but I haven't gotten there yet. No, you just haven't built yeah. those builds yet. Yeah, I'm basically waiting for Sunbreak when things happen. That makes sense. And then for actual like toughest monster, I carted on it so goddamn much. I can't stand the thing, but it's also considered my favorite monster for the next topic. Fatalis, who you have not fought. No, I haven't. This is from Rise, right? This is from Iceborne, the end of Iceborne. Oh, the end of Iceborne. The last Which, one no, I never, I never beat that one. I kind of went, all right, I'm done. Because <laughs> that is also a very lore-heavy dragon for the purposes of Monster Hunter. Okay. I want to be clear. We have not, Amanda and I have not actually be completely beaten Rise yet. We no. are mostly the way through. We're, I think I'm at Hunter rank just before 30, I believe. And so I'm like at, 20, whatever the case is. And I'm at 50-something. Yeah, so you have one more specific monster to fight. Yeah. She has technically one more specific monster to fight fight but she's already fought that one she's already fought teostra yeah so she, so yes. she's she's got the level 50 where you do abushi and uh narwa yeah at the same time you've done actually i still haven't done that one okay, it's still cool. sitting in my well, queue then, well then when she gets there voila there's both of those and then there's mm -hmm. valstrax at 100 yeah so valstrax is rocket dragon it's the f-16 fighter oh. rocket dragon so i haven't seen that one yet it is so cool we were it was uh, Nick, Haas, and I. I don't, I don't remember why you weren't playing with us that day, but we were fighting yeah, a Teostra. Yeah, we were fighting a Teostra, and all of a sudden, you just hear Nick or the mic, guys, 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 get out, get out now. I'm like, what, why? And I, we, I just start running because I know that when Nick is just panicky like that, and I see Haas run, I go, oh shit. <laughs> like, if I see Haas run, we're in danger. Yeah, yeah. And not running towards a monster, <laughs> running away from the zone the monster is in. Yeah. And basically, I don't, this thing just, um, Dive, dive bombs in and it looks like a dragon, like a stealth bomber dragon and its wings are like red jets. Nuh. It is so fucking cool looking. That's I, awesome. I got to bring up this picture. What was the name of this one? Val Crimson Glow Valstrax. Crimson Glow 
V-A-L-S-T-R-A-X. Here we go. I got to bring up this fucking image. This thing what? is so rad yep. looking. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. I saw is. this thing bombard. I don't, I think it was a Teostra yep. from the sky. And I just went, oh my God. That is, I, I sat That's there amazing. just watching it. I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, it is. That is such a fun creature to fight, but I'm so disappointed because a lot of its armor, you don't want to use like half of it. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so, all right. So that was your toughest. I think I struggle to actually remember what oh no you know it's the one i fucking hate the most um female female poison dragon rathian rathian oh my god anything that does poison is like the bait oh. of my existence rathian's terrible because it just randomly claws you and poisons you i'm like oh come on i don't want to deal with this right now <laughs> i just it's, hate it's it. the nuisance of it i i get that i do yeah it's the nuisance of it. I hate it for that reason. I don't mind a Rathalos. I love Rathalos. Cliche, classic, you know, just classic red dragon. There's a reason it's the icon on the box, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is. But it is a very iconic dragon. Yeah. But I don't like Rathian. I mm. get it. I like the idea of the dynamics of the male and female, blah, blah, blah. But I just hate how it's so much poison. Rathalos does poison, but it's not so obvious and in your face. Because it yeah. alternates between fire and poison. Whereas the other one is just, I knock you down. I tail flip. I charge at you. I tail flip. I claw you. I tail flip. Yeah. It's real rough. So, Amanda, out mm -hmm. of the experience of Rise, what was your favorite monster? For whatever reason, whether it was because it was fun to fight or whether it was, you know, the story or lore or the look of it or whatever the case is. What was your favorite monster? Honestly, like looks wise, I love Teostra. I love the the theme of it because it's not just another fucking dragon. It's like the fiery lion chimera, like badass looking thing, and I, I think just that's classified as a white. Is that a, no, that's not a wyvern? That's a no. Everything technically in the game has a wyvern classification, <laughs> and then a word before it. Yeah, but that's wrong. But it's an elder dragon. For no, no. But of their what role. is that creature? The oh, lion. Manticore. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's I was thinking. Yeah, but it's it's awesome. I love it. And then just for like dragons wise, I love the uh, I can't name the bubble one. Uh, Mizusune. Mizusune, yeah, because it's just oh, like yeah. this, like slip and slide. Yeah, very like elegant, the like Chinese sleek kind of. Style. Yeah, exactly. And I just I think it looks really cool thematically. It's really neat. Um, even the fight wise, like it's kind of kind of cool with the bubbles because you can actually get like buffs and health and whatnot during the fight, but you can also get hurt. So it's kind of Did like. Did you ever a... actually try and get those buffs? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I I chase the bubbles uh, if I if it's if do. it's near me. I, I don't know. It's it's ADD. I get chase distracted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I, those two monsters are probably my favorite. I, I enjoy a lot of them. Um, I think they're all cool for different reasons. Like Magnamalo is awesome too. Magnamalo. Cause it's I just like hate. purple fucking burning cat thing. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all, they're all neat for different reasons, but there's a lot of like kind of bland ish classic lizardy dragon type things. Oh, for sure. And they're okay, but they're just, they're dragons. I mean. They are what they are. They don't have any uh, great Jagras in this one. Thank God. That's a boring ass thing. But in I a fashion. It. I mean, that's kind of what like great baggy is supposed to be. Kinda. Yeah. Great Roggy. And I find all of those are very, they're too similar to be cool in any way. Like the, the baggy, the Roggy, Azuchi, like, but I think they play, they're all the same thing, but they play a good job in being your first monster hunts. So they that do. They do. It isn't a huge learning curve from one monster to the next mm -hmm. at the beginning yeah. until you get way later in the game. And you're like, okay, one's a wind dragon and the other one's a fire wyvern. 
or a fire manticore. Like those are completely different fights and you have to fight very differently. Whereas at the beginning, it's all kind of similar to teach you all the different levels. Yeah. I'm going to only say this once and we'll pass by it pretty quickly because I got to. What is my favorite monster? You both know it because I, I sing it on a mountaintop. Pookie Pookie. You love that Pookie Pookie. I, you know what's sad He's like though? the goofiest looking thing. <laughs> Fucking rainbow tail chameleon yes. thing. Like, here's it's the thing. so weird. Here's the thing about Pookie Pookie that you haven't seen. I, I don't know if they just took it out of Rise, but there's a move set that Pookie Pookie does, which I made me fall in love with it. I think it's not in Rise. Yeah, I've, I've never seen I've never one seen do it. it, but it. I, it's not just Coral Pookie Pookie that does it because I've seen regular Pookie regular Pookie, 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 Pookie so, does it too. Yeah, they must have just taken it out. Yeah, so there's a move set in Pookie. So Pookie Pookie is this like rainbow chameleon with wings, kind of like a mix between a, a chameleon and like a bird, like a fairy dragon kind of thing. Yeah. that's what I think of it as. Like, yeah, and it fairy shoots dragon. poison mouth and it has this like face that bubbles up and gets fat. Um, it's goofy. It's a goofy it's a monster. Goofy thing. But it, in it, world, don't mention the p tail at all. Okay, I see it. The p tail. I, I cut it off right away. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's got this great move in world where it jumps onto its hind legs and kind of like waddles forward and hits everything in front of it. So you, I can't possibly with its tongue out. With its tongue out, oh so it's just God. got this big, large, poisony tongue that's just flapping all over itself. It does just, the chameleon truffle shuffle, and it jumps up on two legs, and it's not built to be on two legs, and it just kind of like waddles forward at this with his tongue everywhere, just and it just looks so ridiculous. <laughs> and I think I saw that in World, my first time seeing that move, mm. and I just laughed. For an hour. Oh my god. Like hardcore just. I could not get that image out of my head. I fucking love this thing. It is so goofy. So I know you haven't done every single quest in world. No, not not yet. The Witcher collab that Capcom has is to fight a Leshen that came in from the Witcher world. But you also are supposed to try and save a Pookie Pookie. Ah. Uh, That's funny. So what is your favorite monster for whatever reasons, Nick? I mean... Fatalis right up there 100% but for non-elder dragon any other thing you can fight any day of the week what I've come across so far Zenogre 100% I, really? I love I love my lightning dog man like, he, just, actually he pretty looks cool. so cool Thematic so you like watching me. him yeah though I like yes I absolutely love my lightning dog and that's the one that first comes to mind but I have a very like sentimental soft spot, and this is where people may hate me as I say this because of Iceborne. <laughs> but it's Legiana slash freaking Legiana. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Legiana. As much as people hate them for how they like always couple up together, they like, love that. Shit. My my ice dragon just looks so goddamn regal. Yeah, this is Legiana, Amanda. Oh so we're yeah, up okay, that's, Look it up. that's really pretty. It's yeah. a gorgeous animal. What about bunny bear? Fuck Legombi. <laughs> Legombi. What an adorable little creature. Um, so let's talk about Rise in general. What I was drastically amazed that I was like, okay, you want to play this game? This isn't going to last. I, I was dead serious. I told Nick so many times, like, I don't know why you're buying this game for her. She's not going to play it that long. Because <laughs> you and I have talked about difficult games, games that require grind, games that require you actually to get good in a way. Mm. And that kind of beats you down. Yeah. And I think this fits all those categories. Why did this game stick to you? Like, why why this one? <laughs> you know what? You guys, if it was just me playing it, I wouldn't have played it. For sure. Because it's one of those games where, like, it's better with other people. Oh, it's yeah. It's fun to go and hunt something and like kick its ass when you're with your friends. If I'm just going through like the village quest or something, 
it's like, okay, yeah, I, I can do this on my own. And it's kind of grindy and it's a little boring. And I don't really feel like a sense of satisfaction out of it by any means. But the fact that you guys are playing it and I could play it with you, that's that's what made me want to play it. And it was fun. It was a fun experience with friends. So For sure. That's yeah. Monster Hunter in a nutshell. Well, yeah. I failed at playing two to three different Monster Hunters. And then as soon as I brought in a friend to play with me is immediately when I successfully started playing it. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So now that we know that it's the cooperative, like you're willing to do kind of tough things as long as you know it's fun to do and you'll get back up with your friends and try again. Sure. What didn't you like about Monster Hunter Rising? Like speak to it in as general or specific as you want to. Fucking wire bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate. Like I just, I suck. I suck at it so bad. But like, I don't know. There wasn't anything that I guess I particularly hated. Like, it did get a little grindy after a while, and I feel like some of the RNG is very punishing, but oh, I guess yeah. that's just Monster Hunter. Like, you can fight the same monster 25 times and never get the one thing that you need, and then all your friends are getting it and laughing at you, and it's like, yeah. oh, gee, thanks, guys. Your but Anginath gem or whatever My it was? Anginath gem, which I still don't have, and it's for my best in <laughs> slot here, and I swear to God, I will never see that goddamn thing. So that's where having a Palico over a Palamute, yes, you won't be able to travel the map as much, but that'll help you more because they also will gather monster pieces as stuff breaks. Yeah, that's fair. But that's that's switching up your build from mobility to gathering. Right. But it doesn't change much in a fight all that much. No, because no. you don't use your Palico and, or pal, sorry, you don't use your Palmute in a fight. Yeah. No, they just sit there and do passive damage that you don't recognize. And then you just shout at it when it's healing and you're like, where the fuck are you? It ran off. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to lie. I... I both like and hate the Palamutes. I understand why they had to put the Palamute in this game because the maps are bigger. They feel bigger than in world, but they feel less dense, right? So you have to get a further distance of just emptiness. Mm -hmm. So I understand why they put it in there. But I also like the idea that I can run from point A to point B and not have to think about my stamina. Yeah. And I can run from point A to point B and sharpen at the same time, drink at the that, same time. Right there, that. Whenever I do a melee build and it's like I have to stop and sharpen, it's a pain. Yeah. But that's obligatory i'm a monster hunter player that's why you get the great wet fish blah 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 blah. no like i can be mobile and i can sharpen at the same time yeah, yeah it feels more efficient like it seems like they, they streamlined the whole process of like here's all those stupid little bullshit things you have to do between fights but we made it faster so you don't have to think about it i think that if they added something a slower version of the palamute in world it would be successful yeah um you can't have it do that little like dash thing that that they do in Rise, because you just don't make it that far. The, you, there's too many turns that really just wouldn't work out for you. They're really fun to drift, though. Oh, yeah, they're fun. To, they're too fast, too Palamute. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so now that we've done this very difficult game, I it's weird that, and this is what I hate about a lot of people talk about how dark, hard Dark Souls is, because Dark Souls was the exact same thing for me. You and I have argued so many times over this series, because there's so many games that I have on my repertoire that, you know, you're going to have to eventually play Amanda. I uh, know. That are very difficult. And you're like, Adam, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, yeah, but then that's that's the point of the series is you got to give it a try. Dark Souls is a multiplayer game where you can play with other people. And that's it's what got not, me into it. not, though. It is. It just uses a shitty system. Yeah, it's like they tried to inject multiplayer into a single player game in like the worst way possible. So yeah. it feels very like flimsy. And what's weird is even when we get Elden Ring next and all this fun jazz, they're still using a similar system. Mm. So they're making the choice consciously. Now, now it's not a factor of, well, we tried to, you know, shove in a multiplayer feature. Now it's no, we're specifically designing it in this terrible way, but it got better and better over the series. 
So do you think now that you've played a game that really I think is considered a get good kind of game? Like this is one of those games where you I'd just, agree. You just have to get good at it in order to succeed. Because I can't. <laughs> yeah. I've tried. <laughs> do you think you could take on these other games that are get goodish kind of games? Uh here's the problem is I was and I I will one hundred percent admit this. You guys carried me through Monster Hunter and allowed me to get good at my own pace. Yeah. You can't do that with Dark Souls. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. It doesn't really allow for that. It absolutely does. The invasion mechanic 100% allows for that. It's just not beneficial in my opinion. But that's my opinion. And I don't know. Like, Dark Souls intimidates me because the point of it is to live, die, repeat over and over and over again until you finally muscle through some ridiculous boss. Yeah. And that is... That's defeating it doesn't that i don't know like i don't play games to feel that kind of challenge i play a game to feel good and monster hunter made me feel good because my friends are playing it and it was a funny fun experience but i don't feel like dark souls will have that same funny fun experience it does have a different experience you have to almost build your comedy in it it's, whereas it's very like doom and gloom it is like the whole theme of the game is doom and gloom. It is. It is. Monster Hunter does have a mo much more positive theme. We'll call it a theme because we will not call it a story. No, Monster <laughs> Hunter has no story whatsoever. It is the most shallow of shallow character stories. They give, they give you a baseline premise and then you as a human understand, wait a second, we're humans in this environment and I've killed 200 Zenogre. Okay, so we're the bad guys that are genociding every single creature on the planet. <laughs> yeah, okay. we're, we're destroying an ecosystem that's been around for a millennia because why? I do <laughs> like that they're justifying us killing the Elder Dragons. Like, the Elder Dragons show up in an environment and whenever they do, they fuck up the environment. And then humans come in and fuck up the environment after killing the Elder Dragon. Like, you didn't solve the problem. You just replaced one tyrant with another. <laughs> like, it doesn't help. But there that one tyrant can smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh my god it's just so utterly ridiculous rise made me feel probably the worst out of all of them because in world they the story arc is oh all the monsters are converging in this one area and we need to stop them right well mm -hmm. we want to find out why first you want to find out yeah why. they send out like research teams or whatever yeah and then it turns out you got to stop them because bad things are going to happen if you don't right but in rise it's like oh there's an elder dragon and it's looking for its wife Okay, murder it. Oh, it's another Elder Dragon. Oh, it's its wife. Murder it. It's its oh, pregnant wife. It's its pregnant wife and murder its babies in its still, stillborn its babies in its egg sack while you're fighting it. Because that's what? its weak point. Oh my God. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty monstrous. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it got away. Problem solved. And then immediately... 50 Monster Hunter ranks later, they're getting together. They're having a wedding. The monsters, the the man monster and the, the girly monster, they're having a wedding. Murder them. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Is this why I haven't gotten an invite or RSVP yet? Because you're afraid I'm just going to murder the husband and wife like yeah. I do everywhere else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick just shows up to our <laughs> wedding with a giant, like, with a bow. Obscenely sized. A switchblade. A switchblade. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. so are there any opinions you've got to finish off with or that you want to kind of put out there convince other people that this is a good game that they should probably play even if it feels intimidating that it's not that bad i mean i'm kind of giving off the sentence is it's not that bad as long as you got friends yeah 
you want to play some Monster Hunter? Find some friends and slay some monsters and have a fucking roaring time doing it. <laughs> Watch your friends die for like stupid reasons and then relentlessly make fun of them because that's what you do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny when the first response to strategist Shiro has fainted is lol. <laughs> yep. <laughs> fucking noob. What were you doing? <laughs> or the best response is when you get hit, you just hear someone on chat going, no, 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 no. And you see their health at like a blip of a smidgen <laughs> and they're at right at the face of the monster. And you're like, shit, I'm stunned. I'm so fucked. Or the, uh, you know, every single Rajang blast that you took to the face for some <laughs> reason, like you just were not able to avoid it in any way possible. And you just always took a laser blast. Understand to the face. that Rajang is my second least favorite monster specifically from Iceborne because the one in Iceborne is a, um, what's, what do they call the higher version? Apex? Uh, tempered. 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 Oh. It's a tempered version and that's kind of the way you fight it. Mm. And in Monster Hunter World versus Rise, there isn't as much uh, mobility mm. and this thing would jump across the map, do a Kamehameha blast out of its mouth and then jump across the map and do another one. And it's near impossible to get out of its oh, way. Jeez! Like imagine if it was going as fast as it's going in Rise, except you don't have a wire bug. Right. That's what it feels like. And I fucking hate it for that. <laughs> love it. Ridiculous. <laughs> I love people pushing the Goku button. Oh, God. Well, speaking of love, I think we've, we have we all agree we love this game. And I think, oh, yeah. I, I I think we've made a new uh, lover of a series, Nick. We've succeeded. I, I'm inclined to agree. We'll yeah. see if that keeps. So I'm glad to have you. We're going to enjoy Monster Hunter World. I don't know if it'll get its own episode of Digital Love or not. Mm, probably not. We'll see. It mm. depends on how good our content is for other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, Nick, thank you for joining us on this Eiffel Tower three-way. Mm-hmm. Always my pleasure. It's it's nice having you wirebug my wife. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Guys, enjoy the game. I love you. I love you. Love you.